Yeah, peace. I love peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. Do we know each other? few people in the room that don't understand. Not me, I, I get it. Who are you? The name's Captain Carter. Scheiße! I am the Watcher. I observe all that transpires here. But I do not, cannot, will not interfere. I guess I have to freestyle then. Hey! We have you out there, bird. A ravager never flies solo. I said never flies solo. Uh, is that some kind of catchphrase? You had me worried for a second. Journey to face the unknown and ponder the question. What if? This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, broadcasting live right here, not on Phantom Empire tonight, unfortunately. Um, our friends at Phantom Empire, they let us know earlier in the week, said, hey, guys, we're going to be on vacation this week. We're not doing anything on the channel. And we're like, okay, well, that's kind of where we do our show, but that's fine, all right? We'll just have a backup plan. So that is why we are broadcasting on Facebook Live tonight via the IPC podcast Facebook page. Um, and thank you to everyone who showed up and is listening and watching on the page tonight. Um, and it's been great so far. Um, but uh, I think it looks good. I think it sounds good. This is me doing the producer and the hosting stuff at the same time. 
it's it's a mess okay so hopefully this is enjoyable halfway all right we're gonna do this anyway and as you may or may not know um zach arnold could not be with us this week hopefully we'll get him back very soon um so the other voice you're hearing and the other person you're seeing with me right now that i've been ignoring and i should not be is our good friend mr jesse bennett who is a patron he has been a supporter of the show for a very long time a listener a viewer and we're so glad to have you on the show for the first time. It's great. Oh, it's uh, exciting to be here with you. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, Zach can't be here. But, uh, you know, still great to be here, especially to talk about what we're here to talk about. Indeed, indeed. So what we're going to be talking about tonight is a couple of things. We'll get in as much as we can. But first off, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of catching up on the MCU. Stuff's been happening. Um, we still have a few movies to catch up on because – Black Widow, Shang-Chi, they're happening. They have happened. Uh, we will talk about them eventually. Uh, maybe, maybe when Zach gets back, I think we'll, we'll start some, some catching up. But something did happen recently on Disney+, Plus, and that was Marvel's What If. The entire series is now out. It went for many, many weeks, and now it's done. So now why not jump into that, talk about it? Also happening very, very recently was DC Fandom. The second DC fandom, the 2021 DC fandom, uh, second annual, whatever, um, it happened, and a lot was revealed. Maybe not as huge as the first one, but certainly a lot happened, a lot of great trailers. I've seen most of them, um, so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show, but first off, I want to get into What If, because I really enjoyed this show. I really, really enjoyed What If. I think it was... Maybe not on par with the rest of the shows. It's a different medium. It's hard to really compare them. But I really did enjoy this show for what it was. I did exactly what it intended to do and also a whole lot more. But Jesse, I wanted to get your thoughts. You were, you were, I think you were just watching What If, the finale. So like, what is your kind of initial thoughts after watching the whole series? So at first, I was kind of you know in the same boat as you. It's like, you know, it's not really my preferred medium for these stories i would have liked to see it in live action but yeah. then as you watch there's these small little plot points that kind of answer the questions people have like how are they differing from the comics where you know do all this because in the comics the stones only work in their universe or something like that and then in the finale with the crusher they're like oh the crusher's only designed to destroy the stones from its universe so it's kind of like okay the stones follow that rule in the mcu and i, I, I don't know just a, a lot of small points if you listen that I, I liked it overall yeah and i yeah there was a lot of really interesting things they did with this show that i think went above and beyond and and did some interesting things. Yeah, there was a few episodes that were like, ah, I don't feel episode. Then there was some episodes that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and we're just taking off of this what if scenario. Um, obviously they couldn't do a whole lot. It was basically just just the movies, not a whole lot of comic stuff, even though this is kind of based on the comic series. Um, I think it did a really great job and and setting up like I expected this to be like a one and done thing. I didn't expect to like come out of this going like, oh, I want season two, but like I do. There's some good stuff, and they set up a season two. I don't give any spoilers right yet. If, in case anyone hasn't seen it, we'll, we'll try to hold off a little bit on spoilers. But for the most part, they do set up season two, and there's stuff coming, and I think that's confirmed that season two is happening. So 
like it w- is very interesting to kind of like come and go like ah, i would like to see more of this so i'm definitely on board for more um but uh what was your favorite episode out of all this because i think i have a couple so for me i, I kind of have a couple of different ones but my number one favorite would probably be the uh dr strange loses his heart i don't That's remember exactly one. which episode number but dr strange is probably one of my favorite mcu or Marvel characters overall, yeah. and that story was just, I don't know, I thought it was amazing. So that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I think the the zombie episode ended up being my favorite. I, I'm just trying to lay out exactly why this is so weird for me to pick out the one zombie episode. I don't like zombies, okay? I'm not a zombie fan. I don't watch The Walking Dead. I, I'm not into that things. I'm not a horror fan. You guys know I'm a big wuss, all right? I, I, I'm scared of everything. So, like, I I don't like that stuff, normally speaking. But that episode really hit a link. And, yes, it's got a particularly dumb plot point that happens. That there's something that happened with, with Vision towards the end. They're like, why did you do that? It's very dumb. But – it's still, it was a really fun episode, and I think all the characters, and they had so many of the original cast members from the movies show up. Um, it just really was a fun episode. I think maybe my second favorite would probably be, like, the second to last episode. It's the Vision, not Vision, but Ultron versus the Watcher. Just so, so amazing. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, it was funny to me that you mentioned the uh, Zombies episode because... While it's not my favorite episode, it does contain my favorite moment in the entire <laughs> What If series, and that's uh, Spider-Man wearing the Doctor Strange cloak and just that look, and just makes you want to wonder what if you know Spider-Man was also Sorcerer Supreme and those powers comboed if he happened to learn the arts. It, it made me think that, and it was like, I want that What If story now. That and see that I kind of this is one of the stories I kind of want a sequel to. Like, they okay, we're, we'll get into spoilers. Okay, if you haven't seen any of what if, you're gonna get spoilers now. All right, just, that's just things. So at the end of that episode, you have T'Challa and the <laughs> the the head of Paul Rudd and Peter Parker going off, and they're gonna go to Wakanda. <laughs> but spoiler alert, um, Thanos is already there. Zombie Thanos has already got the Finian Stones. He's there waiting for them. Um, that's an episode that I'm like, oh, wow, I want a sequel to that, but you know, bringing that back and, and him using the cloak, that's just a very striking image that I didn't expect. And they kept saying, oh, it's zombie, zombie hunter, Spider-Man. Like, what's up with that? I think they did it really well. I, I don't remember the end of the episode all too well. It wasn't one of the ones that I actually watched here recently. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I did love Zombie Thanos. And it's like, so did Zombie Thanos go out and get the stones? Or did Thanos already have the stones and somehow get turned into a zombie? <laughs> that is a excellent question. Because, like, these zombies are kind of kind of smart. They have their intellect. They have their powers. So, like, but they also want to eat people. Uh, they want to eat brains. So, like, what is, what is Thanos' goal? And, like, how do you... What's the danger in snapping away half of existence if everyone is dead? <laughs> like literally. Right, like, do, do they count as life forms? Or are they going to get dusted? Or is it That's... literally just going to be the zombies get the upper hand? 
that's the thing. Like, like, or what if this, like, it's only two people left, T'Challa, well, three people. Like, what if, like, two of them disappear? <laughs> it's right, and the, but that's all that disappears. <laughs> God, okay, the, that, that, that's why this needs a sequel. That's why this needs a sequel. We need to think. Oh, look, Jack is here. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Jack Arnold. <laughs> Pleasure stopping by, my friend. Um, hope you hope you feel better very soon. Um, and uh, glad. Can't wait to have you back on the show um, because we miss you for more than one reason. We're missing everybody tonight, but especially you. Um, and again, Michael Wilson. Um, uh, Michael Wilson, I'll read Michael Wilson's comment. He says, uh, I was surprised by how much it turned out to be connected to the MCU rather than a weirdo anthology. Star Wars Visions was actually more like what I thought what if would have been it was pretty cruel and pleasant surprise that's true Star Wars Visions coming out pretty much at the same time was kind of like a what if like okay what if this happened what if that happened what if was basically like it's in the MCU it's a product of the multiverse created in Loki and kind of doing all this stuff and creating all these universes and you know the what happens with the guardians of the multiverse ultimately has to have an effect on the real world the whatever the mcu world is so um very interesting to see where it, where it goes in the future and and how what storylines come back what what if storylines they could explore in season two and uh that is great that is great to hear zach uh um but uh there is an episode actually there was one episode here you notice that Gamora shows up. She's got like the all the armor. That actually was an episode that was cut due to COVID. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, they called her uh, Gamora Survivor of Sakar. Whenever the okay, Watcher shows up to get her, so it just it, like I know it's, you know, like you said, it's an episode that was cut. But just like hearing that little bit, it's like I want to hear her story because if she's with Tony Stark, was he also on Sakar? <laughs> Okay, so the story that I heard, don't quote me on this, but before What If even came out, I kept hearing about this storyline where one of the What Ifs was, what if Tony went through the wormhole in Avengers, and he didn't come back out? It closed, and he got transported to Sakaar and basically went through all of what Hulk went through and became a gladiator in that arena. And then at some point he meets up with Gamora. I didn't know those were connected until that episode actually came out. Um, but that's being worked on. It's coming up in season two. I suppose I suppose they'll work, rework it and make it work in season two, or maybe we'll just get this first episode. I don't know. But um, that was one I was most excited for because I'm like, that sounds like a great idea, and we didn't get it. <laughs> right. It's like that seemed like such a pivotal character for the finale and it's like we we don't get that story in season one i feel like there's an episode that could have been cut instead even though you know it probably was already produced and so because of those reasons but yeah i'm trying to think if there was any episodes that like didn't play into the final battle so most of them skillfully and, and well written enough they they were kind of like even the zombie episodes everything like that it all fell into place in the end. Um, right. Even even like storylines that like the Doctor Strange episode seems like very kind of self-contained. What if he lost his heart and he gets trapped in his own bubble? Then he becomes a massive part of the end. So you're like, wow, okay. That's interesting. 
Right, like seeing that Doctor Strange episode the first time before getting to see the rest of the whole series, I was like, oh, this is a one-off that's going to tie into Multiverse of Madness or something, you know, thinking, okay, one and done. And then we get to the finale, and or the, I guess, second to last episode, he's like, you're with me now, you know. And it's like, oh, okay, this is going to completely tie in. And then it's like, it still might tie into Multiverse of Madness, maybe. Maybe they escape the barrier, or... So I, 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 feel, I feel like we're going to see that version in the live action, but not in the way that people think. Like, he's not going to be a any... villain role. Yeah. I don't want to discuss any spoilers. I don't want to reveal anything, but I have heard at least one one character from What If showing up in Multiverse of Madness. And if it's true, it could lead to other things happening. I, I think that's the next step for Marvel is like, okay, create something. And obviously, what if being a huge success, they would want to like bring in. And like, how hard would it be to do the dark Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Supreme? It's just better Cumberbatch, you know, in darker clothing, whatever. Um, they could do it pretty easily. I think, I think there's a strong possibility we could actually see that. See, I haven't heard the spoiler that you're talking about, but if I was just to throw a name in the hat for a live action crossover, you know, transfer, give me party Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they've got Hemsworth. Like, you know, he's, he's committed to doing Thor forever. So like it could happen. Um, I, I, I do love party Thor a lot. That was probably, even though that was my least favorite episode, Hemsworth was so good in this. He had mm -hmm. there's something about sometimes screen actors have a hard time translating their characters into voice acting. I think Hemsworth did it really, really well. I, I really enjoyed it. He had some great lines and some great comedic moments and also you know, Viva Las Vegas! Like just <laughs> Right, and you hear him shouting for Vegas like three times in the finale during the fight as well. And it's just like every time it's it's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's it's like Party Thor was it. I know they say Doctor Strange was there, you know, for the finale, and it was because of him. But no, it was all Party Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Thor was uh, was uh, an MVP in that in that final battle. Um, I. It's funny, go looking back, and actually, I think I've only seen episode each episode like once, like going back to the beginning. Um, I thought it was really great that they kind of set it up with Captain Carter um, as a character. Um, her kind of doing the – it was a kind of a soft getting you used to the idea of a what-if. It was basically like the first Avenger, but a little bit differently. And I love that movie, so like that really pulled me in on this show. Like, okay, this is interesting. I really like that. Um, and then kind of letting this go out and revealing the Watcher more, I think they progressed the show really well over a short period of – a relatively short period of time um, to the point where you know when it opens up at the end, it's really satisfying. It's funny that you mentioned that because that was probably my least favorite of the episodes. Like I remember the first time I watched it, I think I was zoned out within the first 10 minutes. I was like, ah, it's not for me. But then episode two, I was like, okay, wh what if could work? And I, I feel like if they would have swapped them, at least for me, maybe I would have appreciated Captain Carter more because it felt so long since we saw her whenever she gets chosen. Yeah. 
yeah, it's uh, I, I like that whole bit. I, I love the Winter Soldier tie-in. Um, just great stuff. Really great stuff. Um, did you have another favorite moment or just overall opinion on this or any hot takes or whatever? So something that the show did kind of make me think about was uh, because we have, you know, like we've mentioned earlier, we have all these multiversal type of things happening across the shows. But nowhere in What If do we see the TVA operating? But we know that the TVA still exists in the multiverse. So it's like, is there a chance that we see the TVA operate in some way in a new multiversal fashion or something? Because at the end of Loki, he does, you know, they don't recognize him. So it is different people, but they're, and that was just like one weird, I don't remember which episode made me start thinking that, but it was like, hold on. I think it was the Doctor Strange episode because he keeps going back in time to change things. And I feel like that would have been the Nexus event that would have caused the TVA to show up, but they never make the appearance. Right. Well, it's like, it would make sense if like at the end of Loki, the, the TVA wasn't working anymore or like it was destroyed or whatever. And you would make sense that like, okay, the TVA has been dismantled. All these different timelines are, are branching out and this is all happening and they're not going to do anything about it. So you have all these different what if scenarios kind of playing out and there's no one there to stop it. But at the end of Loki, that's not really the case. It's they're kind of sitting back and watching like, oh, no turning back now and whatever. And they're still kind of operating and you're in a kind of a, a weird alternate scenario with the TVA where it's a different Mobius and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm very curious to know like how they're going to handle the continuity of that. I'm sure they have a plan, but at the same time, it's like, how do you work that out when everything's supposed to be it, technically everything is Canon now, like literally everything, Raimi movies, everything is Canon now, but how do you, and you can explain that away with the TVA, but if Loki storyline is going to continue and you're going to have the TVA in the background doing stuff, how do you work that out? And how do you explain like, well, okay, the TV is just letting them go now. Are they going to try to get things back under control? Um, maybe that's a question for season two of Loki, which is also coming at some point. All right. Or it could be a question for season two of what if, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 will these shows keep running concurrently is another, you know, cause it seems like they all happen in the same time space because the WandaVision finale and Loki finale line up with, uh, I want to say with WandaVision or with Wanda accessing the multiverse to talk to her sons or however that scene goes exactly. That lines up with uh, Sylvie and Loki talking to, uh, I'm having trouble with his name right now, but the big bad of Loki. And uh, the Kang, MCU, Kang, uh, Kang the Conqueror. Yes. Yes, but like I, I supposedly those scenes line up, which also lines up with something. And, you know, they're all lining up with this multiverse event. So it's like, will the events of these shows keep lining up? And if so, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting going forward, seeing how they mesh all this together, and and if Marvel does pull the star wars and pulls really truly considers what if canon and pulls some of this stuff in 
and plays with it instead of just like, you know, because, you know, what if would be fine if it was just a one-off show and it wasn't canon. It was just meant to be what ifs and it's not supposed to tie in with anything. I'll be fine with that. But they've been adamant about this is canon. So I'm like, okay, well, prove it. Prove it. What are you, what are you, what are you going to do with this? Um, so going forward, it's going to be very interesting to see like what if, what if, what, what if's going to do and also what the MCU will do with what if and how it will, how things will play off of each other. That's a sentence to try to dissect right there. That was a lot of usage of what if. <laughs> what, 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 what if? But, but yeah, I, I was definitely surprised by yeah, what if as a whole. Like, as a whole, what if overall surprised me. Like, I was looking forward to it, but it wasn't one of, you know, it wasn't on the same level as, like, uh, for me, I guess I would say Falcon and Winter Soldier, because out of the live action shows that they announced and did, that one was the one I, I most anticipated. And then, so whenever What If was announced, I was like, mm, something animated, you know, sure, you know, I'll watch it, but no big hopes. And the end of it, I'm on the edge of my seat, just like, get them, get them, yes, yes. You know, just like completely entranced like I would be in a live action MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to where this goes from here. And uh, what can we expect from that? Do you have anything else? Do we want to go in? Ready to go into final thoughts on what if? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, one thing. So in season two, do you want to see continuations, more of the stories that we already have from season one, or do you want to see even more what if worlds? I personally, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a cop out answer and go. Why not both? Um, I would like to see kind of like, I would like to see a few, like a few sequels and then maybe, maybe a majority of new stuff because I think it would get, if we're just getting sequels to the original stories, I think that's going to get old. I think what's, what's interesting is like, what was interesting about this show this first season was the fact that each week it was like it was just starting over and you were introduced something new and it wasn't necessarily something you were familiar with um i think obviously season two has the opportunity to do something different and also follow up on some of these stories but at the same time you want to keep expanding the universe and i think if you're going to like every season build up to a big bad and you have to have the guardians of the multiverse come together I think having kind of a different team each season, I think would make it interesting with maybe with a, a couple of old members. Um, but I think that would ultimately keep things fresh, but also clearly they're doing something with captain Carter. Clearly they're bringing back the Hydra stomper and Steve, some form or fashion. That's going to be a plot point. I don't know if they're going to winter soldier it. He's going to be evil or something. I don't know, but, uh, very interesting to see like where that goes i think i would just go for straight continuation i mean obviously give us the one episode that we know that they cut from season one but mm -hmm. beyond that i'm happy seeing all of those stories just further explored just like you know same boat of, as i am with visions if they do a season two just give me a continuation of each of those stories as well i don't want more you know wideness of show i want more of what we already know or what we've already seen 
finish that story before you well, give and, me another one. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, like, some of so many of those stories, like, take for example, the the Hank Pym turns evil and kills all the Avengers episode, like, or the the Killmonger episode. Um, they end in kind of weird places. They end in a sense that, like, okay, I want to see more of this. I want to see where this goes. It kind of the Killmonger episode especially ends when it's like really starting to get interesting. Like they're going to go in and take him out and stuff like that. And he's pulled out of that thing and taken into the multiverse. I, I think a further on that course, now that Killmonger is kind of trapped in that bubble, what's going to happen there, what's going to happen in that universe. The watchers kind of screwing with things. I think, I don't know, maybe what if season two will be more about the repercussions of like what the watcher did. The watcher broke his oath and stepped in and did something now, will that screw some more things up and create even more timelines like that? Because he can't go into the next season going like, oh, I don't interfere, whatever. He's going to be like, oh, crap, I interfered. Now i got to deal with this. Right, and we also have uh, like Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home. We have these movies coming out before. Well, I'm assuming, I don't remember exactly when Multiverse of Madness comes out, but I think we're going to get it before we get season two of What If. I, I might be wrong, but so you know we're gonna have these sometime mid to early next year's when we're getting multiverse madness. I think. Right, there's so much stuff on the Marvel list; it's hard to keep track of it all. But I feel like we'll have all these other multiverse, you know, projects that address some of these issues, which might tie up loose ends from these stories in some way. So it, it'd wow. be interesting to see how season two. You know, will they just carry straight off from, you know, maybe Killmonger makes an appearance in Multiverse of Madness and he gets out of the bubble and that that's, you know, maybe the bubble plays a major part in the live action and we just don't know it. So what if season two will be oh, man. affected? <laughs> that would be great. Know, I had a lot that of thought really watching great. the finale. Okay, so speaking of thoughts, do you have a particular any speculation about what season two or beyond could have featured, or do you have a specific what if that you want to see play out in this show? Um, I would like to see something along the lines of what if Bucky never fell off the train or never became a Hydra agent? Because in that aspect, you never get Iron Man also because Howard doesn't die. You know, those events never happen, meaning, you know, that, that a lot. <laughs> that, that's one I would like to Yeah, because, yeah, that's an interesting one because, like, like does he, like, because Steve says in Winter Soldier, I think that, Oh, they experimented on they experimented on him, and that helped him survive the fall. The fall, so it's kind of it's it's said that like maybe he has some super soldier serum or something. I think that's even hinted at in, in Falcon Winter Soldier. And then you have the possibility of like when Steve goes away, does does something happen to Bucky? Does he survive? Does he age normally? Does he not? Just going forward, like you said. Winter Soldier isn't around, isn't a thing. Is there other Winter Soldiers? Um, is it, you know, does Howard and Maria Stark get killed? Does something else happen? 
Um, there's a lot of plays I think they've done a really well of not just setting up a domino of like, you change this one thing and it changes. It's like kind of remanufacturing the MCU in a way that's really interesting and kind of creating a scenario. Take, for example, the Killmonger episode where it's Killmonger saves Tony. And it's not just that Tony, you know, doesn't go through all that. It's the fact that he gets wrapped up in this whole thing and doesn't become Iron Man and doesn't do all these things. And it changes the universe in massive ways. They could just like that easily with other characters and, you know, this character dies. This character doesn't die. So, so many different possibilities. Right. Like with that uh, Killmonger episode, it was like, no, everything still happens to Tony. We just don't give him time to process it in his own way. So he doesn't come to these conclusions of shut down the weapons manufacturing. Don't do, you know, he never comes to that conclusion yeah. because, oh, I, I was saved and immediately thrown into the next stage without that period to process. Because he, yeah. he still sees his own weapons come in, but he's not like, oh, we're going to shut down. He's like, we're going to be bigger. We're going to be better. We're going to get back at him. It's like, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Which I was not, I, I was not expecting that. Like I saw Killmonger and I was like, oh, they're about to, that's going to be the new war machine. That's what I thought. And I was like, he's going to take that outfit and go to Wakanda. And I was like, oh, no, just he, he's not going to be Iron Man because of this. I was like, I was not expecting that. Good job, what if. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. It is interesting how, and, and just, you know, I, I like the whole idea of like robbing Tony of that big character moment of like living through that hell in, in the cave and then coming out the other side changed him and without that he's still still a douchebag and still doing all his things um so you know i i like that i like the idea of like you have certain events um again it's like going back to the dr strange episode it's there are certain points in time apparently the, the dr strange logic of uh you know she has to die in order for you to become dr strange it's not the same for, for Iron Man, I guess. Iron Man doesn't have to go through the cave to get kidnapped and become Iron Man. But, like, you know, there is these certain instances where there's, like, it's not just, like, a character being born or dying. It's what happens when they don't go through this life-changing experience. Right. Like, I feel like that's what, like, I feel like a lot of the what-if titles weren't directly related to the absolute point in time. Because I, I feel like early on, I at least in my circle of friends, there was a lot of discussion about what was the nexus event of this episode or, you know, the absolute point in time. Like we find out what they call it in the Dr. Strange episode. It was like almost every episode was slightly like, yeah, like Captain Carter episode. It's her becoming Captain Carter. But the nexus event I felt like was she went and sat down instead of like before Steven goes to get injected and become Captain America, I want to say in the movie, she's hangs around down there by them at first before going to sit down or something like that. But in this, she goes to sit down earlier and events happen. And each different episode has something small related to the movies that's slightly off pace. That's like, oh, that was the event for this universe, at least. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's clearly like defined in like that first episode is like, Steve is taken out or injured and she gets in the thing and that's the Nexus event. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it's not as cut and clear as some other episodes, like the whole Hank Pym murders the Avengers. It's kind of this reverse engineering of like all this stuff is happening. You don't know what it is. And the whole crux of it is that Hope Van Dyne became a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and she was part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then she died and then all this stuff happened. That was the reason all that happened, but you don't know that until the very last few minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I don't know, it was just like all these stories folding together, which was just the Watcher, you know, any hero from any multiverse could have filled any of those roles except for the Doctor Strange that he chose. That was the, I feel like that was the only absolute fixed hero that he needed. All the other ones, he was just like, you know what? It would be fun to see this group of people together because he has access to the multiverse. He was just like, I want to see how these guys operate together. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I I love they're all calling him out like, man, that's kind of creepy. You watching us all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Kind of a weirdo. Um, That, okay, that, the Watcher, that's my prediction for the future. I think Jeffrey Wright will show up as the Watcher at some point in Multiverse of Madness or one of these upcoming live action stuff. I could see it, even if it's just a silhouette of him and his eyes in the background, just like he is in these earlier episodes. Just exactly show us just show us that he does exist in live action MCU. That would be amazing. That would people would like have freak that, out if that happened. have that be the new Stanley cameo. Can you find the watcher <laughs> in the movie? Yeah, it's like, oh, the mountain, the, the clouds in the background. That's the Watcher. Um, some great some great cinematography in this show because they, they always manage to work the Watcher in in some unique ways. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I try, I'm trying to remember certain moments, but I'm having trouble right now. But uh, I, I do know that there was definitely one moment where the transition was so smooth that I had to go back and like freeze frame by frame and be like, hold on, when did it actually become the watcher like that that was good yeah that was there's some great stuff and it keeps getting less and less subtle as the show goes on um to you know when like when he when he's talking and dr strange is like wait who said that and you're like whoa oh he heard him that's so cool mm-hmm. all right he even responds like wait hold on he, he can hear me uh-oh <laughs> And then when it gets down to Ultron, like, like, he's like, I've seen everything, but what the hell is this? That like Ultron is just like up at the window going like, I can, I can hear you. I can see you in there. I see you watching. Yeah, oh, cl- close that door. Close, close, close. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of, um, I liked how they kind of explore how like, you know, having access to all these multiverses is pretty dangerous. If someone wanted to go in and do what Ultron did is pretty, pretty bad. So uh, be interested to see like how, what threats to the multiverse will be in the future. And, you know, and how does, how does the Watcher interact with Kang? Kang is doing all this stuff and he's got the TVA. I would like to see some crossover between what Loki is doing and what, what if it's doing that's that's my one wish for season two right like one of the benefits for me uh, going into this is i haven't read any of the comics that feature kang or the tva or any of these stories that they're doing and i like that i like being a blind audience member and just getting to enjoy the show and not be like that's not how it was in the comics 
blasphemy. You know, I I like not knowing. Yeah, exactly. So, who knows where that goes in the future? But I think we can start wrapping this up. I think um, because we do have some fandom stuff we want to get to um, before we wrap up for the night. But um, I don't know. Do you want to? You want to? You want to start us off? F- final thoughts? Score out of ten? Planet score for <sighs> the good old. Um, Marvel What If Season 1? So overall for What If Season 1, I'm probably going to give it a 9 out of 10. No, I'll go ahead and give Season 1 a full 10. I was going to hold back one because of the Missing Gamora episode, but you can't hold those reasons against them. So so, so yeah, they'll get the full 10. Uh, Definitely way better than I expected. That's great. That's great. I'm going to say I didn't you know, it wasn't my favorite series to come out this year, but it definitely surprised me with how it it really went some places I wasn't expecting and did some things and was overall really, really fun and enjoyable. And then, you know, setting up, I, I didn't, it, this wasn't really on my radar. What if was like, okay, I'll watch it, but it's not something that I'm really super interested in. Coming out of this going like, okay, yeah, I'm invested. I want to see season two and three and whatever else and see how it connects to the rest of the MCU. Like that's pretty surprising even for me to come out of. So I think overall, I'm going to give it, I'll give it an, an 8.5 out of 10. Um, a couple episodes I could have done without, but most of the episodes were, I think were really, really strong and overall went some places and and told stories that I think would have been hard for the regular MCU to do, but I'm glad we got them in this medium and, you know, bringing that back. It's great. <sighs> okay. Um, I think what we need to do now is we can turn it over to DC Fandom, switching gears from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the DCEU because there's a lot happening with the DC universe um, stuff among many others. We got the Batman, we got uh, Aquaman two, we got Shazam two, so many movies and then the video games and whatever. I saw some of it. Jesse, you saw all of it. I think. Yeah. I, so I'm I think curious. The I'm, end, I'm I very curious like to hear your thoughts. Uh, towards the end of it, I started fast-forwarding through certain clips because I was like, okay, they're talking about they're introducing new comics. And I was like, mm, I'm, I'm not necessarily, I don't go to the comics anymore. But uh, there were definitely a lot of moments where there was moments I started sending to you. And I was like, all right, I'm done sending you stuff after this one. But you have to see this. <laughs> but there were just so many things throughout this whole event where I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Like, I normally don't tune into this stuff. I like, like I said earlier, I like to be surprised. And I was like, okay, I, I'm glad I saw all of this. Yeah, it, uh, like I saw kind of some highlight reels and, and saw some of the stuff that you sent me, which was great. Um, I saw most of the trailers, definitely saw all like the movie trailers and whatever. Um, and I know you've made a lot of notes, so feel free if you, you have something you want to get to, um, by all means, but I, I know you know several of the movies most of what i'm interested in is the, is the movie side of things i'm not is into animated stuff um so i don't know what's quite going on there but there's a lot of stuff happening obviously yeah uh, i don't think i have any notes really on anything animated 
Um, surprisingly enough, the the thing from fandom that I'm fandom that I'm looking forward to most was something that they didn't have a trailer for, and that was the uh, live action Static Shock series that they're working on. Oh, like yeah, they, they briefly, yeah, they briefly touch on it in the beginning, but as soon as I heard about it, I was like, "That's a show that I used to wake up early on Saturday mornings to watch." <laughs> and I loved it. And whenever it stopped, I was like, no. And so I heard about this. I was like, finally, he's coming back. Yeah, that's uh, – see, I don't know. I've never seen Static Shock, and I don't know much about it. So I'm very – that would be very interesting to see, like, where that goes. Yeah, I, like, I don't remember how he gets his powers, uh, some type of accident, but I don't remember the exact uh, catalyst event that happens to give him his powers. But I thought it was a really good idea at the time. I really enjoyed watching the animated series. So they're like, oh, we're bringing it to live action. I was like, my my big thing was, please let him have the proper jacket. Just part, part of his suit design. You know, I was like, please let him look authentic. They can sometimes either be really spot on with the comic accuracy and then sometimes just way off. Yeah, I know there's, a, I think in uh, Titans, I think that's the show, there's a lot of... Uh, argument early about the certain character designs it's like mm, you can accept those because they're adapting it to this style of universe you know it's like we're still gonna have the the a comic ac- accurate uh suit per- portrayal just because the uh, person itself looks different you know deal with it it's a part of life it doesn't <laughs> always have to be the same yeah yeah but uh, yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, the animated stuff has, uh, and you know, TV side of things really has been doing up the big, the big things they have coming up for uh, this thing. Obviously, huge fan of Superman and Lois. That's getting season two. We got a behind the scenes look at that, which was great. You sent me a clip of that, and it was amazing. <laughs> great to see, kind of a overall kind of. They did a whole like a studio tour of like the house. And I'm like, wow, that's not actually a real house. It's just a set. It looks like a real, but it's not. It's great. Right? Like, I I love the the behind-the-scenes moments of just the cast interacting with each other, and you get to see the dynamic that they have. And there at the end, I don't know if it was managed to make it into the clip I sent you, but they're joking around, and she calls him, you know, my son. And it's like they have such a strong dynamic, and you can see how they portray it across on screen and how easy it is. At least, at, at least for them in those roles. I'm not. I'm not trying to say acting is easy, but right. you know, when who you work with is, you have such a strong bond. It's easy. Right. Yeah. There. I mean, those those actors in particular have some great chemistry. Um. So you know, it's great. I just love, and it just blows my mind always when you have like different sets for things, and like the fact that they they explain that like, look, this is a the inside of the, the Kent farm is a set. And then the outside is a real farm on a out in the real world. And anytime like you see, you know, they're talking inside and then they go outside and they finish their conversation. That stuff is filmed to completely different locations, probably on two completely different days and times. And, you know, done with a different crew. Like it's amazing. The continuity that they were able to make, make it all seamless to where you just watch it you're like okay you completely buy that it's a real farmhouse and it's all connected and there's no it's, it's real 
Right, like it's it's just amazing. It's like, and then it just even goes to show. It's like, okay, it may have been two days ago whenever we filmed the finale of this episode, but uh, we're gonna go film the midsection now. These are the emotions I need you to carry. It's like, hold on, what? But but they do it beautifully. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really really well done, and it speaks to the production value of that show. And just like just, it's next level. It looks like a movie. And that's because they, they are going to the extra mile to, to do that. But another thing happening in the TV universe is Peacemaker. Now, I, I'm not sure how to feel about this. I don't know if you've seen The Suicide Squad or not. Peacemaker wasn't my favorite character from that movie. Not one I would have picked to have a spinoff of his own, but it's James Gunn. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. All right, yeah, uh... I felt like Peacemaker was an interesting character choice for the movie. Right. But like you, I don't know if it's deserving of his own show, but I could be mistaken. He, it could be amazing. I mean, the, the trailer John looked Cena, interesting. Yeah, the trailer, the trailer looked good. John Cena is great. Like, he's an upcoming actor, and he's he's killing it. I think he's really well done. So I think if nothing else... Seeing him get to perform and be the star, I think is going to be really interesting. Um, I'm I'm curious what kind of the the James Gunn edge will be because I think James Gunn is known for like oh wacky, silly, funny, crazy, but also a little bit of heart, a little bit of soul to it. I'm curious what that will be for this character and how it will change and and you know what's his future going to be in this universe. You know, will we see another Suicide Squad movie? Will we see a season two of this? I don't know. But uh, it's coming to HBO Max, and you know I'll watch it. All right, James Gunn, you got my, you got my, you got my attention. I, I'll think about watching it. It all depends on what else is out at that time. <laughs> if I, I always depend on uh, friends' reviews. I don't care about critics' reviews, but if my friend tells me, if Jesse tells me this is good, watch it. I'll be like, okay, I'll probably watch it. If Zach, like Zach, especially like knows my tastes, so like he'll either tell me. Don't watch that or do watch that, and I do what he says, normally speaking. Um, so that's helpful sometimes. So I, I want to go off of that, and I know you said you don't like, you know, you weren't there for the animated side of it. But right. there is one thing that I sent you that I'm going to assume made your jaw drop because you responded with, wait, what? <laughs> and uh, it was uh, a, a clip of credits of, hey, look at people in this. Ooh, I was like, yeah. I'm not telling you what this is from. That. Um, so that's an animated work. It's an animated movie they're doing. It's going to be uh, The League of Super Pets. Oh, yeah. So, I've heard about this. Yeah. So we're going to have uh, Dwayne Johnson being Crypto. Kev Hart is going to be Bat uh, Ace the Bat Hound. Uh, those are the only two characters that I know are attached to names. I don't know who everyone else in that list is going to be. But just that list alone, I was like, all right, well, this is immediately on my watch list because all of these names are amazing. Diego Luna, John Krasinski, Keanu Reeves, uh, those are just the ones I can remember off the top of my head that are also going to be in this. But this could actually be good because it, it's like, a, it's like a, a secret life of pets, but it's like using – like it's – pets with superpowers and i'm sure like all of them will be similar to their heroes and we'll maybe we'll see batman superman but they won't be a huge part of it. it'll be more about the pets trying to save the world probably but i i i think this could actually be really cute and really funny 
I'm going to imagine we'll see members of the Justice League in the form of like Charlie Brown adults where you never see like their upper torso. There's always yes. kind of there and you hear like the mumbling or something. Want, 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 want. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it's like it's perfect because dogs, you know, you can't fully understand, but you might occasionally hear the word walk or treat or, <laughs> you know, you'll hear some of those key animal words <laughs> everything else would be wop yep. wop 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 <laughs> that would be great there's a lot a lot that could be great this is gonna be a movie right not a series uh from my understanding it's gonna be a movie i may have listened or watched but i think it was a movie yeah i think you're right um and was there anything else was there anything else on the tv front that i missed that i don't remember because i watched all that stuff um I, I know they talked about uh you know, the season seven, I believe it is a Flash, or maybe they're on season eight oh, now. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. Uh, they had some stuff involving that um, where they introduced what his suit's going to look like for the next season. He finally has the gold boots. Um, I think, mm. I don't know if it was a movie or a show, but there's something involving Blue Beetle in the works. And then. Uh, about that too. Sweet Tooth Season 2 is official. Oh, another good. Yeah, Sweet Tooth Season 2 is confirmed. And then uh, another thing that I picked up from it uh, TV-wise was the show Pennyworth. I guess they're starting Season 3, which I'd never heard of it before. But That's already on Season 3? What? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd actually never heard of it before Fandom, but I guess it's moving to HBO Max. And... Uh, from my understanding, it's a show about Alfred traveling with Thomas Wayne in London back in the 60s and working with them and kind of setting up the Gotham universe as we know it, maybe. I, I mean, I, I, I think I think that's how they said it. I, I knew there was a an Alfred show in the works. I heard about that a while back. I didn't know it was going into season three. I didn't know it was happening. I heard, haven't talked to anyone that's watched it. Um, but now it's on HBO Max. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe, maybe. Interesting. Right, like they started announcing it, and I was like, "Finally, they're doing a show like this." And they were like, "Season three coming soon." I was like, "Wait, where's season one and two? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I, 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 it's just it's insane." <laughs> but yeah, yes. so uh, okay. from what I have in notes, that's it for TV side. Okay. Yeah. The only other thing that stuck out to me in TV was you mentioned The Flash, and I have not watched The Flash in a while. I really don't have any plans to watch The Flash, but Armageddon sounds pretty interesting. What they're doing with the big crossover and bringing back some of the characters. We're going to get uh, Mia Smoke. We're going to get Ray Palmer and a few other characters. So that, that could be interesting. I'm I'm vaguely interested in kind of revisiting flash and, and seeing that even though i'm gonna have no freaking idea what's going on because i haven't watched it in three seasons see i haven't watched any of the cw verse after crisis ended that last big crossover that they had i was like you know th that's a good stepping out point i'm gonna bow out here and this is the end of my story but now that's a little reveal i was like i kind of want to step back into it <laughs> yeah same but I think we can now move on to oh, we got now. What we got next? What's next on your notes? Um, so they're doing an injustice film. It's animated, based off of the popular video game series. 
and I heard about that. it looks amazing. They've said that it's going to, the way I have it listed in my notes is it's going to be rated RIPC. <laughs> um, but yeah, they said it's going to be an adult based, <laughs> it's going to be an adult, uh, you know, meant for adults. <laughs> really? Wow. And so uh, just kind a little of, bit, I guess they're I was like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I guess they they're doing a lot of animated stuff more for adult oriented stuff. You know, they got the Harley Quinn show and kind of stuff. So, hey, could be good. And then uh, so another little thing involving uh, Smallville. The day that fandom fandom went live, it was twenty years to the day that Smallville premiered, apparently, which I thought was really cool. And they had a little oh, interview moment years. with uh. Yeah, long time. <laughs> but they had an interview with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. I think I'm getting that name kind of Rosenbaum. wrong. And Tom Welling. There it is, Rosenbaum. But so they had those two on, and they were interviewing them, and they were talking, uh, asking, what was one thing you would have liked to have seen in the show that never happened? And uh, Tom said, I would have liked to have seen Bruce Wayne make an appearance, and nobody knows who anyone is because they're all still new to it. Like, like, yeah, like I'm kind of Superman, and I'm kind of Batman, but we're just kind of here. And, like, you know, they don't know. They're not doing the Justice League stuff. They're just there. He's just there getting coffee. And I was like, oh, that's a great what-if moment. I really love, even though I admittedly never watched Smallville, I love the little cameo that he had in uh, Crisis, where he shows up and, you know, the John Cryer Lex is Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, well, not really Superman anymore, so whatever. And just kind of gave that little character a little send off, which was nice. Right, like it was nice because he was always like, "No, I will never portray Superman." So never, they were like, "Oh, he's coming back for Crisis!" Like, "Aha, he's gonna be Superman!" And he's like, "Gotcha." (laughs) I'm not (laughs) Superman. I gave it up. (laughs) I told you I will never be Superman. I was Clark Kent. (laughs) I am true to my words. Wow, (laughs) that's amazing. Any other animated movies that we should be aware of? Uh, let me look real quick. Um, like I said, animated I wise, idea. nothing that I'm seeing that's sticking out. Um, I kind of forgot. I didn't start taking notes until I was like halfway through. So I was like, oh yeah, I should probably write some of this stuff down. Yeah, that's about it for animated that I have listed that I know is animated at least. So we have uh, obviously a lot happening in the live action front for movies. Let's just go ahead and jump. Let's go ahead and get the uh, elephant in the room, or should I say the bat in the room out of the way. Um, We got the second trailer for the Batman, which is kind of crazy. I think we were actually supposed to have actually already seen this movie by now, um, but stuff happens. But uh, I really enjoyed this trailer. It made me even more hyped somehow for this movie. I, the Batman. I'm I'm a big fan of the director. I'm a big fan of Robert Pattinson. So I think this movie is really going to work for some reason. I just everything I'm seeing looks amazing. Um, so I'm very excited. What What did you? What were your initial impressions of this? The Batman trailer. 
So I don't remember if I've actually seen the first trailer or not. Um, but so seeing this trailer, I was awestruck because I thought it was, you know, it's going, I can already tell you it's going to be amazing. I, I, I will bet everything on it. <laughs> I, it. It just looks like it's going to be yeah. amazing. And they and said that they're trying to make it a more grounded version of Batman. So we're not seeing him middle aged and becoming this, but it's going to be Batman year one, but live action and a little bit grittier. It's kind of, you know, yeah, Commissioner Gordon's going to be in it, but you don't, you know, they're not at that point of trust yet. They said, you don't know if they're going to get to that point of trust. This could be completely different. And I was like, ooh, this could be fun. You know, will we see this version of Robert Pattinson appearing in future versions of Batman or something? It's yeah, hard to put into words. I'm very because it is a weird move on their part to just do this and say, "Hey, go do this random the Batman movie." We've got Michael Keaton. We've got uh, you know we've got Ben Affleck. We've got all these different Batman running around. We're gonna throw a new one into the mix and just let them have it. Um, I think it could be really it could work really really well, and also just the fact that this is a different, slightly different kind of Batman. Like obviously we've seen. The origin of Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy kind of covered everything. And then other things are just like, oh yeah, it's just Batman and he's doing his thing. This is Batman, kind of younger Batman. It's just starting out. Maybe he's in league with the police. Maybe he isn't because there is some, some mixed messages you see in the trailer. But uh, ultimately, it's, I think, what's really most intriguing is this is kind of a, supposed to be like a mystery. It's like most, almost three hours long. And you have the Riddler doing some stuff, and I think the interesting idea is to have this be a mystery and having the so-called the greatest detective in the world, you know, a kind of Sherlock Holmes, if you will, as a Batman to try to figure out something. Um, that's going to be really interesting. I think we're obviously not seeing everything here, so I'm like, who else is going to show up? You know, could we see Joker? Could we see other things? Could there be some tie-ins to the DCEU? Like, what's going to happen? So something I, I really want to see in this uh, involving the Riddler is I want a really good audience-stumping riddle to be given by him at some point to where you have to hang around till the end credits, like the last possible frame to get the answer, and you're like, oh, that's what it is. Instead of, you know, because they always say the Riddler is, you know, he's devilish. He's really good at what he does. But every riddle I feel like that we've ever heard from him, you know, from Jim Carrey, whenever he took the role, what we hear in the trailer, right. they're all easy riddles. I, I, I want a stumping riddle from a live action Riddler in, in this movie. Just like hit me, you know, blindside me where I don't know the answer and then make it simple at the same time. It's amazing how the Riddler is like one of the bigger, you know, Batman villain characters. And we really haven't gotten a, a great, like, in-depth, serious version of the, the, the Riddler yet on, on the big screen yet. Um, Jim Carrey obviously was a, you know, acquired taste. Um, you know, something that happened. But like having someone like go full on with this and have like an actual mystery and Riddle me this, Batman. Like that—that's going to be interesting, right? Like I'm trying to remember the riddle that he says in the trailer, but 
I, I just can't, uh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember, but. Yeah, I can't, I don't either. I really like the first trailer too. That was really good. I'm not sure which one I like better, but I think this trailer was great music, great, you know, setting of the tone. You know, I really, I think it made me, like I said, somehow more hyped. And I was already pretty darn hyped for this movie. So uh, really, really great. Um, so, okay, what, what's next on your list? What, what's, what's the next biggest movie? What's the one you're looking forward to the next, the next most? So I guess the next one for me, surprisingly, is Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And probably for me too. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen the first one. I think I started to watch it at one point, but never finished it. It just, you know, something about it just didn't seem like, you know, my trope of movie for that particular character. But the trailer for the second one just, you know, it had me. It, it looks amazing again. Zachary Levi looks amazing in the role. It looks to be an amazing movie. I I really, I have seen Shazam, the first one, a couple times now. And it really is up there on my scale of DC movies. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I think this one kind of, seems to flesh out a bit more and there's some interesting things and they're having uh helen mirren and lucy Liu are in this and they're like gods coming in and they're gonna mess some things up like that's very interesting and kind of really doing some interesting things in regards to like not just Sazam, but like now the whole spoiler alert the whole, the whole family has powers and uh you know uh you know that's gonna be very very interesting to see kind of play out um i didn't know helen mirren was in this movie so i'm like wow okay this is great i don't really pay attention much to the casting list or at least i didn't for this one but just uh from the trailer that i saw i i don't remember if they announced the villain for the movie but just the small aspects from the behind the scenes that they did show during the event as well was just i was like all right yeah i'm i'm definitely going to watch this one i will go back and watch the first one because i'm familiar a little bit with the character from the animated series that they've done with them but yeah so i'm really looking forward to finally embracing this character yeah so that that's looking forward to like i'm glad we're getting some some sequels some like proper sequels and fleshing out all these universes speaking of which so we also have another sequel coming in the form of Aquaman and the, the is what is it the legend of the 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 kingdom something <laughs> So I actually didn't write anything down for this movie so I I don't know it's it's for me personally it's completely off my radar it's I'm I'm not interested it's I I don't know it's I I want to say it's because of Amber Heard <laughs> that I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm not attached to this movie. I think that is a perfectly valid opinion and something I am very conflicted about um, personally because there has been a lot going on there. And uh, I, I really want to be excited for this movie. It looks really good. They The, the footage that they showed uh, did not feature her very much. I think that was on purpose um mm -hmm. and like i i'm stopping short of saying i'm gonna boycott this even though i know it <laughs> I, you know it's it I, I feel like i should because i i don't like what went down 
um, and that was really sucky, and I don't think Amber Heard is a very good person, um, typically, but uh, I also just kind of want to enjoy this movie, but uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess, and I, I really wish they'd recast. I was hoping for that, but apparently that wasn't even an option, so uh, yeah, that's happening, but it's uh, Aquaman and the, and the Lost Kingdom. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdoms, something like that. Uh, and the Lost Kingdom. Okay, that that's it. So that's the name of the movie. Uh, all the cast is back, even the people that we didn't want back. So uh, that's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. But it looks good. It looks good. And Jason Momoa is 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 fantastic, and the rest of the cast is fantastic. So hopefully they can, hopefully we can find a way to enjoy this movie. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I I, I completely feel you there because I've been like I don't I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see it, you know, but at the same time, I I mean, because I, I really do enjoy Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I thought mm-hmm. he did amazing in, you know, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Aquaman, you know, and, and I know I will end up seeing it at some point, but I'll probably wait for it to make the jump to HBO Max or wherever it ends up going, whatever streaming site it ends up on. Yeah, I think that might be my thing. It's just to wait a little bit and uh, catch it when it's free, or technically not free, but still. Um. Anyway, um. Uh, what What's next? What's the What's the next movie you have on your list? Um. So I don't know if they actually talked about it or not, but we do know that it's on the way, and that's the Flash movie. And there's a chance well, I just yes, wasn't paying attention yes, when did. they touched on it. Okay, so you did miss and, something uh, if you missed yeah. this. Okay. So we got a little bit of teaser. Did you see the Flash teaser? I uh, I, I did not. I, I completely missed it, I guess. Well, okay, so as soon as you're done with this, go watch it. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Okay, but there's some... I think this teaser was my favorite out of all of them. Some really good stuff. And again, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Ezra Miller's got some stuff going on that i wasn't too impressed with to be honest um that i'm like ah is he i I don't know but i've enjoyed him as the flash i'm trying to overlook it i'm trying to enjoy this movie but this trailer just sucked me in um and if you know certain cast members showing up and you know what's going to be happening in this movie i think you know what i'm talking about but if you don't go watch the trailer it's great and there's some stuff i didn't actually expect and it's it's very much – it feels very kind of inspired by the TV show, taking kind of some of the best elements of the TV, even down to like the, the score and the, and the actual music in it. So uh, I'm surprisingly excited for The Flash, The Flashpoint, whatever it's going to be called. It's just calling The Flash right now. So, uh, But it looks great. All right, like, so I know I've seen uh, one image uh, from it that shows – again, I don't want to give like spoilers away to it for those that haven't seen it. But I know there's uh, one image that I've seen that shows, trying to figure a way to say it, but uh, the way that the people are in the picture, it's like, oh, okay. They're, they're going to go this route a little bit, you know, kind of in the flashpoint of we're going to mix and match uh, from, I guess, right. the universe. You know. In the same way that the TV show dealt with the multiverse, it seems like this movie is also going to go there. And, like, something I, I do want to see in this movie, even if it's just, like, in the very beginning or even if it's a post-credits thing, I want to see uh, Ezra's point of view 
of the Grant Gustin encounter that they did in Crisis. Whenever they have the two of them, yes. and, you know, I, you know, and, and so I want to see his point of view of how does he get to that situation, even if it means absolutely nothing to the rest of the film. If it's a misstep while he's running, you know, and just happens to teleport because of it, or you know, just I, I want to see his side. See, that's interesting because I don't know where I heard this. I don't know if it's actually true, if it's actually canon, but I heard that it is within the DCEU, the story is that the reason Barry calls himself the Flash, which he doesn't in Justice League, he doesn't call himself Flash. The reason he calls himself the Flash in the Flash movie and further on in the DCU is because he meets Grant Gustin's Flash and hears him call himself the Flash. He's like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to say he says something about uh, in that little interaction. He's like, "Oh, you, you're the Flash too," and he's like, "The what?" And he's like, "Oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah, that 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 that, that, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> so that that is, I would think if that's actually true, um, wouldn't it make sense to you know either mention him or you know it's addressed what happened how he feels about it or i think the way to do it is to have grant gustin show up i think grant gustin deserves a cameo i think the owen cameo right like even yeah just a small little i mean they, they could have it do something similar from the tv series where ezra's running along down the street and then the speed mirage appears next to him except it's Grant Gustin's Flash instead, and they do that eye glance and split off. And, like, th- that could be all we get, but just give us a nod. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of possibilities. And something that I really hope that they take advantage of with this movie, because multiverse, as we said with the Marvel stuff, anything can happen, anything's canon, and they're already, if you watch the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. There, There's a lot of stuff happening, and who knows what else? But uh, multiverse is here, guys. Both Marvel and DC. It's 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 happening for real. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what what what's next? What 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 movie do you have next? I'm I'm having trouble like finding the movies. <laughs> so I, I, I it looks like I'm out of movies that I actually wrote down. I think um, I have something on the Gotham Knights game, and then oh, yeah, I saw the trip from that earlier. Star. Yeah, so it's a game that like I've heard about a while back, and I feel like it's been pushed back a few times. I think, but uh, I know they're going to explore like the Court of Owls. Uh, it's going to be multiplayer, so you'll finally have four people in right. that universe playing together, which will be fun. Uh, unfortunately, Batman is non-existent in this game; he's dead at this point. But yeah, apparently, it still looks like an awesome game. Uh, not a continuation of the Arkham series, even though the end of one kind of lines up with the beginning of the other. I guess they're not in the same universe, but to me, they are. Kind of a spiritual sequel, if you will. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, it looked really good. I'm, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about the uh, Court of Owls, so I'm very much interested in that. And looks like it could be a really fun game to play. Um, I'm not a big gamer, but uh, hey, I mean, I'm willing to give this one a shot. Yeah, I, I've been ca- you know, casually just waiting for it to show up on pre-order on Xbox. So I'm like, all right, there you go. 
Like, like it, it, almost weekly, I'm at least checking once. Right. Okay, Um, there is one other movie that I just remembered. Um, and it's a pretty big one. It's one that they kind of officially revealed of this thing. Did you see the footage for uh, sh- uh, not Shazam, but the other one, Black Adam? Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yes. I, I wasn't really big on this movie whenever it was first announced. You know, I've never really been a big fan of, of The Rock as an actor. I think he's a great person, but I've just never been a right. fan of his acting. But uh, this movie looks like it's going to do pretty good. Like they're definitely, I, I feel like at first the DC universe was kind of looked down upon because they were felt like they were trying to punch up against Marvel. But this wave of movies, they're really pushing out into their own and being like, no, this, this is what we're capable of. Sorry, we, we misstepped a little bit, but this is, this is the Justice League. Right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this actually fits the rock. It's it really seems like because it, it's like I think a lot of times he he's arguably one of the most popular and definitely the most well paid actor in Hollywood, and he kind of gets put into these roles because he has such a great personality that he gets put into these roles that maybe are out of his not out of his wheelhouse, but like aren't necessarily like about punching people and kicking and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, say for example, the jungle cruise movie where he's just going to this, this, this kind of wacky captain guy. Um, this seems like actually to fit him as like, you can believe that he would just be able to just pick up some guy and just disintegrate him. Like, and I like the whole idea of like this guy being a really imposing threat, someone who's been locked away in his cave somewhere, and he could even stand a chance against Superman and possibly be a danger to Superman um, or Shazam or whoever else in the universe. And they keep saying, oh, the power dynamic in the DC universe has changed. And I'm like, after this trailer, I'm like, I kind of believe it. It looks pretty good. I don't know what to expect from this, but you got – uh, La Rock, you've got uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, um, and they showed some behind-the-scenes stuff from them, and uh, it looks really good, really well cast, I think. Yeah, that's the character I'm really looking forward to seeing in live action as Dr. Fate, because that, like, that's one I wasn't really familiar with until a few years ago in one of the animated movies that I watched, and he made an appearance. So I was like, so that's like the Dr. Strange of the you know, like that was my, and then they're like, no, 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 it's like a person enchanted to a helmet or something like that. And I was like, okay, interesting. Like, I want to see this. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's, right. it'll be interesting to see how they explore that dynamic in, in the live action. Right. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Really neat to see kind of that, how they delve into that. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I don't, I, there's a lot of these characters I know nothing about. So I'm like, okay, I just want to sit back and watch. I don't even want to do the research. I just want to sit back and, and watch and see what happens. And uh, Black Adam as a character is like, okay, this is this could be really good. Yeah, uh, it definitely looks like it's going to be, well, better than I initially gave it credit for. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Was there any other movies? Are we missing any? Um, I, I, somehow I'm looking and I don't see any else. Movie-wise, no. Um, 
they do have they touched on season four, I think it was, of Young Justice. Mm, yeah, I think it's which I, I I watched the first couple of seasons, but I haven't gotten back into it since it came back. But it is that is a show that I tend to enjoy. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen uh, any of that. But beyond uh, that, heard a lot of great things. Beyond that, that is all that I have on it. See, I kind of there's just some good uh, compilations on YouTube and stuff of just you know clips and stuff like that because it was like a just like a four hour stream. A lot happened, um, and there was there was a lot of uh, I noticed there was a lot of filler <laughs> this year. There was a lot yeah, of uh, uh, stuff happening. And I know they uh, had a lot of fan art. I couldn't tell in some parts what was fan art and what was actual artist for DC art. It was all amazing. They had a lot of segments where like uh, Candace Patton, Iris from the Flash TV series. Right. Uh, she would jump in and do news flashes to be that reporter role. And the, I, I don't know. They, they did have a lot of fun segments, a lot of behind the scenes footage, uh, a lot of cast interviews, some of it filler, if we want to use that term, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm using the F word. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, oh, one other thing really quick I will mention um, is uh, uh, a Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. We got a bit more footage of that, and uh, it looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot about that one as well. That one does look pretty good. That, uh, like, they're all corrupted or something like that. There's, th- there's something going on there with the Justice League and having some of the main players of the Suicide Squad coming in to deal with it. Pretty interesting concept. It looks like a fun game. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just glancing. I'm sorry. I'm just glancing to see if there's anything else. Cause I don't want people yelling at us in the future going like, you didn't talk about my favorite thing. Um, I, I'm not a huge DC fan. I, I, I love DC when I watch it, but you know, I am, I'm not tuned into this stuff. So, uh, forgive us if we, we miss something. Um, or, you know, if you're, if you're watching right now, go post in the chat and we'll, we'll talk about it before we get over but I think that's about it for DC Fandom. A um, lot to talk about, but also you know a lot to look forward to too, in regards to you know the future of DC and and props to DC for keep continuing to do this. Um, I think they've really they're really leading the way in like this whole virtual convention thing. I think I think a lot of studios could take cues from this. I would love to see a. Marvel do something like this or Star Wars do something like this where it's just like, you know, just this big live stream event and everyone gets to tune in and watch it, enjoy it. And uh, as much as I love in-person stuff, we can't do that right now necessarily. So uh, it's nice to, it's nice to just have something that everyone's in on. It it is nice to see them take the alternative approach and make it work. You know, I I feel like, because I want to say last year celebration, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll just not, do it i think they did something small streaming wise if i'm not mistaken i might i might be but for the most part it's like yeah we're, we just won't and then dc's like well how about this we'll give you everything still but virtually and it's like okay yeah you you, you guys win streaming convention right so uh yeah it really really good really good stuff i mean i think uh dc Obviously had some issues 
a lot of stuff that was kind of up in the air for a while there. Well, the whole Snyder Cut debacle was not always great, even though it ended pretty good in my opinion. Um, but glad to see that we're we're getting a lot of really great movies, and I think they're continuing to kind of push forward. And DC's finding their footing, not just trying to like ride the coattails of Marvel, or do what exactly what they're doing, just doing their own thing, and doing it really really well. I think. Yeah, it's great to see them, you know, do their own thing and just finally, you know, I don't want to say finally stepping out into their own, but you know, they're stepping out of the shadow of Marvel. Because yeah. I don't think you know, I don't think DC's really going that multiverse large scale approach. Like they're touching on it small scale with the Flash movie and other right. things possibly. But they're doing that small solo movie versus Marvel is doing that. This is going to be everything now, at least for a while. Right. Yeah. This is there's there's, gonna, there's a lot happening and lots going to continue to happen, and we're kind of a lot to look forward to. I think over the next little while, we're going to have you know obviously fandom. The fact that they had so many announcements in such a little time is uh, pretty pretty crazy. Um, speaking of announcements, um, something I actually forgot to announce, I forgot to actually remind you guys, um, is our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash IPC podcast. Um, and you guys should definitely sign up because you get some really awesome incentives and some great, uh, stuff happening over there. Um, and you get to support the show, which is the best and keep it going. Um, so special thanks to Joey Mays and... Mr. Jesse Bennett, who is right here right now. Um, thank you. I can tell That's you thank me. you in person for supporting for supporting us. <laughs> Pretty crazy. And and you guys are on the shout out frontier. Um, so you guys get a shout out on each and every episode of IPC. Um, and if you want to get involved, you can sign up for the shout out frontier. You can do some one of the other tiers. Um, for just a couple bucks a month, you can get access to our exclusive group uh, where you get to you know, have input on the show. You can be on the show just like Jesse is right now. We've had now two of our patrons, Chad last week, um, two weeks ago, and then Jesse this week. Um, so that's great. And if you want to get involved and be on the show, that's, that can happen too. It can happen to you. I don't know why I'm acting like this. Um, you can get behind the scenes stuff. Um, you can get, have influence on the show. Um, you get access to the show notes. A lot of stuff happening there. Um, so definitely check that out. Patreon.com slash IPC podcast is where you're good. And we're going to be doing more top five segments. You get top villain. You're in the top fives. Um, episodes that we do which is great um so yeah but you can't go wrong come on you can't go wrong um okay so this is something we normally do this is an advertisement that we have through patreon and it's for the question possible answer podcast but since we have the host of that show on the <laughs> podcast i'm like why should i talk about it why don't i just leave send it over to you jesse Please, this is the part where you can plug your podcast, tell people why they should be listening to this show. All right, uh, hold on. Let me pull up the script real quick. Uh, no, no, yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to do all that script stuff. Um, so uh, over at Question Possible Answer, uh, what we like to do is uh, what we're doing is we're watching movies, and as you watch a movie, you're probably going to have a question of why did they do things this way or what if things happened that way. 
or how is this happening because they already said this you know just all these random questions you have we explore these questions fan theories etc um it's you know we, we just kind of have a great time uh, last episode i was supposed to release one this week i still haven't done that so our last released episode was the Goonies episode. I had a good friend, Stephen Duron, to discuss that movie. Our next cool. one is going to be Pitch Black released. Um, but one of the next episodes filming is actually going to be with you once we get our scheduling correct and everything lined yeah. out. And that's going to be a real fun one. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'll go and tell everyone, you know, what, what we're discussing. Uh, we're going to talk about Solo. A Star Wars story. And that's one yeah. I'm really looking forward to doing. Yeah, it, it's going to be a good one. But uh, so for any more information, just head over to anchor.fm slash question dash possible dash answer. That'll take you to all of your streaming platforms that it's available on. You can leave feedback there as well. All episodes are there. Uh, yeah, go and check it out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to uh, hear it straight from the host's mouth um, on on here. Um, so thank you very much for that um, thing. Um, and I will also um, go through our plugs really quick. You can follow us at IPC Podcast on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me personally at Ben Hart with no E and at Culture Slate and at the Star Wars Underworld on all the social media platforms. Um, you can follow Zach, who was in the chat earlier. And as we said, uh, we hope he gets better. We get to feeling better. Hope he gets back to work and also back on this podcast. Dang it. We miss you, man. Um, you can follow him at Zach the Voice. Um, as I said, patreon.com slash IPC podcast is how you can support the show. You can find our audio episodes on ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can uh, also support the show by uh, purchasing swag and other awesome things by a tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. Um, we are normally speaking live biweekly every other Friday night on the Fandom Empire Network on YouTube. That was not the case this week. We apologize for any confusion. If you were waiting for us on, on YouTube, I apologize. As I said, Fandom Empire, they're taking a much-needed little vacation. So uh, we figured, what the heck? It was, it was about time anyway. Um, and we can, we can do this. We can do this. We're, so we're doing this on Facebook right now. Um, this will not be the norm. We just do this when we need to. Um, and we need to give the, the guys of Fandom Empire a break. But uh, we do sincerely, sincerely appreciate all their support hosting our show. And, of course, there's so much stuff going on in Fandom Empire. They have so many other shows talking about all kinds of stuff that we never talk about, especially like horror stuff that I won't allow on this podcast. So, uh, yeah, go definitely go check them out on YouTube. Just search them up, Fandom Empire. Um, you can follow us on uh, and find us on iTunes and then your favorite podcatchers. And if there's a podcatcher you want us to be on and we're not on yet, uh, please let us know so we can, uh, you know, uh, fill that void. Um, and where you can find us, please go subscribe and leave a review. It helps a lot, a lot. Um, and a five-star review, preferably. Um, be honest with your review, but also be nice, please, please. Um, and that about does it. Um, you know what? I I I feel like do do 
should we do barbecue watch? Is there something barbecue related <laughs> in anything we talked about tonight? I'm trying to think. Um, I, I, I can't remember if they barbecued any of the zombies in Marvel's What If. I feel like that would be a thing if zombies were real. Like, because they would they'd probably eat all the, the, eat all the animals and whatever, too. And it would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of anything barbecue related off the top of my head about any of this. Except I no. wish I was eating barbecue while watching fandom. Yes. Well, uh, so that there's your expedited barbecue watch to say there was no barbecue watch tonight. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do, all right? All right, we don't have any ideas. All right. Sometimes we just don't. Um, and that's okay. Uh yeah, this has been this has been fun, Jesse. I, I, I want to say really appreciate you coming on, especially because it was kind of short notice and we kind of put this together at the last minute trying to figure out what we're going to do. And it kind of fell into place being that we had uh, what if just ended and DC fandom just happened. But uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, would love to have you on again sometime. It's, it's weird. You know, the one thing that's weird is the fact that normally speaking, I podcast with someone first and then I meet them. I met you first, and then I podcasted with you. It's just weird how this works. I mean, you, you can't control everything. Some things just happen. You know, I, I, I was feeling like good barbecue, and I heard about a barbecue place, and I went there, and what do you know? You just happened to be there as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't think people have actually heard the story. So long story short, uh, Jesse heard uh, – if you've been following the Star Wars Underworld, you know all about this. If you haven't, you'll be very confused. Um but essentially, I was bullied into having to wear a top hat on the Star Wars Underworld podcast, and then Jesse was like, I got you, and he <laughs> did this beautiful thing. So that, that's when – actually, it's, it's wrong. Okay, now that's right. Okay, so yeah, this is what happens, um, and Jesse is, is, is uh, thankfully made this happen. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that was very nice of you. I sincerely appreciate you doing that and coming on tonight. Um, do you have any other plugs? Anything else you want to want to plug before we close it out for the night? Uh, no, that's all I've got is uh, just that one thing, unlike you with your unknown how many projects you work on. <laughs> right, yeah, it just, it just never ends. Oh, yeah, also, I have another <laughs> podcast. I actually haven't done a new episode. I feel bad, actually, like promoting late night with no e because i haven't done a new episode i haven't had a chance um but uh yeah it's still a thing okay i haven't actually done anything with it in like three weeks but it's still a thing i'm still gonna do something with it i have a few episode ideas that are gonna happen um they just gotta like it's it's what i do with my spare 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 time um as long as i don't have that but uh yeah it's been fun it's been fun Again, thanks so much, Jesse. I don't know what else to say. I, I feel like we covered everything, and this was a lot of fun. And, you know, Jesse, thank you for your support. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Oh, uh, glad to be here anytime. Uh, next time, just maybe 24 hours more notice. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll try not to wait the absolute last minute to do this and to make this happen i woke up and saw the message i was like yeah um i don't i'll try to think of something and all day the funny thing was in head i was like well like the my exact words to myself were 
what if we did this? I was like, no, that won't work. I need to come up with something. I was like, I can't come up with anything. But everything was, what if this? Or what if we talk that? And I was like, no, no, no. And then you're like, what if we discuss what if? And I was like, perfect. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. It was really, uh, you know, I guess it was a cop-out. But it was a good cop-out. So, uh <laughs> I can't really complain at this point. Can't really complain. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about what if for a while. I um, had a lot of thoughts. So I'm glad I was able to share them with you. And uh, glad to get your opinion on it as well. Okay. So I think that will about wrap up this episode. I'm not going to continue to talk your ear off. I'm not going to uh, ramble anymore um, because when I'm left to my own devices on this thing, and no one stops me, and Zach's not here to rein me in, it can get messy really, really fast, okay? So I'm just going to end this thing, and we're going to go home, all right? Okay, so without further ado, thank you guys so, so very much for watching, for listening. You guys are the best, each and every one of you, because you every week. Love the patrons, love each and every one. You don't have to be a patron for us to love you and to appreciate what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for uh, your support and uh i think this is where we're going to end it so uh yeah that's been all for episode number 334 wow of this episode of the ipc podcast hope you guys can come back very very soon we'll be back in two weeks with another episode before we leave you we just want to leave you with this closing thought he who surrenders hope surrenders life we hope you will not surrender, but you will come back very, very soon in two weeks to watch more of the IPC podcast. But until next time, good night, everyone.